RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, yo, hello. How come I can't hear myself? Let's see, is everything working? Hello, hello. All right, that's working. Is it low? Hello, is that better? Hello. Anyway, hi, everybody. Hello, Jim. Thank you. I see your super chat all right out of the gate at YouTube, at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. We're I'm looking at the YouTube um, chats. Thank you, Jim. Yes. Okay, it sounds good. All right, good. I'm glad to hear. Everything's coming in double, though. That's weird. All your chat, your text is coming on my screen as doubles. You know, it says "sounds good, sounds good," and your super chat. I don't know. Something. Hopefully, that's not an indication of something weird happening with the stream. Hello, hi Steve. Hello, Ed. Welcome, welcome. All right, I want to say hi. Yeah, my name is Tara Devlin, and we usually, we have a regularly scheduled show at, wait a minute, at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, and that's on Saturday evenings, and then we'll do weekday specials. I'm trying to do as many specials at night during the week. I'm trying to do different times, too, so... We'll give uh, people who maybe don't know about the show, we'll give them a chance to uh, find out about us. Just have to start something. Something weird is happening. Let's, uh, wait. Hopefully, hopefully it's not a big deal. Okay. Just one of my programs that I use wasn't working. So I had to restart it. All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Ed, another one? Another super chat? Jeez. You guys are great. Yes, yeah, so become a patron at patreon.com, or you can watch on YouTube. You can super chat above and beyond the call of duty. I want to thank Ron Placone. I was on Ron's show today. He does a daily um, uh, a news-oriented talk show called Get Your News On with Ron. And that was fun. We had a good conversation. And, yeah, so go check him out. He's going to be on the show on the 27th, Ron Placone, a very funny comedian, a good friend, and a hard-working liberal broadcaster just like me. That's why we need the audience. Otherwise, there's there's no point. Anyway, the the reason I'm doing a show today... Besides the fact that I like doing shows, I do like hanging out with you guys because it sucks. This is a really hard time in life. And the only consolation, I have to tell you, is that we're not alone. At least we're not alone. Um, I saw that article or the study that came out saying that Americans are the they're the most ha unhappy they have been or something let me get this article hold on and i'm not surprised why hold on 
Americans are the unhappiest they've been in 50 years. So what do you expect? Now, I was watching the corporate media, as I do. And, well, here's, here's something else that I hate watch, actually. Let's get the show started using this as a good jumping-off point. Because I was watching, you know what really irritates me, <laughs> besides everything else, is The View. Okay? The View. That whole setup. And they had a conversation about Americans being unhappy. So let's just jump in and uh, I'll, we'll talk about this. All found, even before the nationwide protests began, uh, that people are, seem to be miserable. Apparently people are really miserable. So I'm, I'm asking the magic question. Are you miserable, Megan? Yeah, because it's all about no, them. No, uh, but I, this poll was very disappointing and very How could disheartening. You be miserable, in the... Megan? You're a tax cheating, trust funded beneficiary on the wrong side of Reaganomics. You're a poster child against nepotism. Oh, very disappointing, she said. Well, welcome to the real effing world. Perhaps it's a byproduct of being treated as hosts from which to suck profit and discard because that's the way the American working class is treated. We are the majority, but they treat us like borrowed goddamn mules. And it's, it's epidemic. And I ask every time, every day, every time I do a show, even in between shows, I'm, a I'm walking around my house asking my cats, how much longer? I say to them, how much longer are we going to take it? How much longer are we going to fall for the divide and conquer game that they are playing against us? Americans are unhappy? Well, what the hell did you think? That's why the Republicans want to, want to eliminate completely the conservatives. They want to eliminate the wall of separation between church and state because they want you to go to church and have the uh, their co-conspirators in church in the halls of the, the holy, whatever the hell, the unholy alliance to tell us that our rewards will come in heaven. Don't worry about it. Drive your uniquely American Uber or, and do your DoorDash and do your uh, Instacart shopping gig economy shit bullshit while we here in the ivory tower and the elites who sit on billionaire-funded millionaire mouthpiece networks po uh, pondering how, well, gee, it's so disappointing that the American sheeple are are unhappy it's about time god damn it about goddamn time maybe they'll do something about it you think maybe they'll get up instead of you know this is what i hope that i can have some part of that i help i hope that i help people in a sense that to wake them up it's not you if you're unhappy this system is set up for you to be that way. Yeah, we can all take a long walk on the beach. We can all, uh, you know, have a day where we turn off the internet 
We do a deep programming day or a, a self-care, a, a self-love day where you just relax. We, we all partake and things like that. That's not good enough. That's not the point. This system is set up for us to struggle and to be at each other's throats. Of course we're unhappy. If we were happy, I have to say I'd probably feel worse. At least if the American people are unhappy, maybe they'll do something about it. Maybe they'll figure out that they are being played. It's not it's not good enough. You know, Megan McCain, she's happy. Listen, let's let's go back into the the view. And here's there's you know, it should be called the view from the ivory tower. Not just the view. What view? The view from the uh yeah, up in the ivory tower. That's what it, I'm going to call that from now on, the view from the ivory tower. It says that over 50% of Americans uh, aren't happy, that they're depressed right now. And I think it's a combination of... Um... It's not right now. She's, of course, manipulating it. It's not right now. As the study said, it was before the pandemic. The American people are sick of it. Maybe that's because you can't save $400 for an emergency. Or maybe go you can't go to a doctor. And if you do go, you better help hope that you're not sick because you can't afford it. How about uh, if you do get sick, that say, that's it for your nest egg. You better hope you die, I suppose, because you don't have any more money. What are you going to do? With your cancer treatments, in between cancer treatments, I guess you could drive your Uber and do your DoorDash until you... Can't do it anymore because you're so sick from the chemo treatments that all you can do is crawl up in a ball and die. But don't worry because the CEOs, like the, like the CEO of AT&T, I saw another article today about how AT&T is cutting even more jobs, thousands of jobs, while the CEO... He's retiring in April. He's going to finish out. Well, I think he's, I'm sorry. He's retiring in January. He's going to finish out the year. And, well, good for him. He presided over a, a whole lot of downsizing and outsourcing, according to the article in Forbes. And for his, uh, you know, just for his, uh, all that hard work, He'll be retiring with a $270,000 a month pension for the rest of his life, which is 60-something million dollars on top of the 30 million he's making as his base. So you think maybe that 100 million dollars or whatever could How many jobs was that? How many families? How many unhappy people? What is going on with this chat? Is somebody... Wait, what's happening here? I just want to show you something. Let me see if you, you could see what I'm seeing. If I show you my screen. Oh, you can't see that. Let's see. Okay, entire screen. You don't see that? 
How come it doesn't show you restream? Oh wait, here it is. Yeah, restream. Oh, it won't show you that. That's weird. Hi, Junior. You know what's weird? Show restream. I'm telling it to show restream, and it's not showing it. Let me see. Maybe if I do this. Only because it has... It's saying the same text. Jim... One of Jim's texts repeating again and again and again and again. And I know... that I know he didn't do that. It's something wrong, so... That's why I'm like... Everything is coming in in triples. Like Haiku just came in and said, Hi, Tara, and I see it all down my screen. Oh, that's annoying. I'll just... Maybe I'll quit the comments. So I don't get distracted again. Let's see. Let's quit that. All right. I will quit that. <laughs> the one cent handling charge. You give me a one cent super chat, Ed? Why would you do that? Is that uh, some kind of insult? What is that? Is that like when you put a penny on the table for the waitress who gave you bad service? No. I know Ed isn't like that. But it's just weird. $1.99. Oh. <laughs> I see. Now I see. One cent handling charge. I'm looking at it wrong. I see. Thank you. I thought... Yeah, that's weird. No, I looked at it. It, it came up backwards, Ed. I see. They took the they took the penny out. YouTube took it. Those bastards. That's how it goes. That's why you never you can never get ahead in this world. They're always they always got a piece of you, no matter what. All right, so let's resume in this video from the from the view from the ivory tower. Uh, the huge partisan divide in the country, the huge cultural divide. Obviously, um, the the COVID crisis has exacerbated everything, and then um, you know just just everything that's going on culturally. And uh, right. my fear is that culturally, she's talking about bipartisan that, that that we're at each other's throats. We're so divided. Everything that's going on culturally. Well, why don't you? What's going on culturally? Except that. The American people who never had a seat at the table or people in general are sick of being treated like second class citizens. This is what she's talking about. The cultural divide. If you didn't have a filthy fascist elite that wants us divided, if you had a system that wasn't bought and sold to the highest bidder, with representatives working for the American people and not the elites who bring them to the dance, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be so divided. That is the truth because it's about messaging. We have the Republican goddamn party that makes, it stakes its claim on keeping the American people divided. They need the division because the, the elites need the division, and they always have to have somebody to be the scapegoat du jour. They're running out of scapegoats. Don't worry, they, they found a new one. They're really targeting transgendered human beings now because that's, they're not getting the same bang for their buck out of gay bashing anymore. Now they all have to pretend that they're 
that they're all for inclusion or diversity or whatever. Bullshit. Speaking of gay people, you know, because Trump, he's supposed to be, we know we saw these pictures of Trump holding a gay flag, rainbow flag, and he's, uh, he, there's there's some gay trump now that I'm talking about this, who makes videos about Trump, how pro-gay, bullshit. And this is how the Republicans operate in the dead of night. Of course, while Trump holds up a, his gay rainbow flag for the dupes, they also roll back protections for, for example, um, well, especially transgender. Because you know what it is about people who are transgender? They have courage. And Republicans, they can't abide that. Republicans need people nice and cowardly like all of their sycophants, all the fascists. They need them sucking up to the dim leader. And somebody who's transgender to come out and live an authentic life despite the incessant fascist freaks kicking down and stirring up division and ignorance and fear. They have zero idea what it's like. What a Republican would never, they would never, they never know a life of courage. That's the, the Republican way. They are the followers, the bullies, the cowards. They don't know anything. You know, that's why the people who are transgendered, they, you know, they fear them too. That's a little too much courage for any one human being to have. Imagine living in this ignorant, this kiss-up, kick-down country where you have an entire party dedicated to utilizing that fear, that anger, that division to to spread the ignorance on your, uh, even at the risk of your life. This is what the Republicans do. They don't care who gets killed, how many violent acts against our fellow Americans who understand these are people that they, it, it, you know, because it's so over the heads of Republicans. Why am I looking at Meghan McCain? Oh, my God. We'll get back to her in a minute. It's so over the heads of the Republicans to live an authentic life, to understand that you have one life to live. You're, you know, according to these demon-haunted fools, I guess they, I think Jesus or something, Jesus doesn't make any mistakes. Well, obviously, um, he does. And how about you follow the golden rule that didn't Jesus tell them to treat others as you want to be treated? That's just way over their heads. They don't understand. This is why the Republicans are like children. Conservatives, I mean, whatever they, whatever name they're going by, it's conservatism. They're the peepee patrol, you know, like children who are obsessed with their peepees. Not obsessed, but they're like, oh, look, look what I got, a peepee. Look at my peepee. They're like babies. They're uh, they're the peepee patrols. Where's the peepee now? Where is it wearing the appropriate clothes? Is it in the appropriate bathroom for the peepee? 
is behaving like a peepee uh, that certain peepee needs to behave or should behave according to their own prejudices and biases. Is the peepee trying to form a legal contract with another peepee? What kind of peepee is that? Is that a different peepee or the same peepee? It's too much for Republicans. They don't understand that your sexuality, that your sexual identity, that's in your brain. It's not in your peepee. That's too much. That's too. That's too far gone. Uh, oh well, you know, God made um your peepee, so uh, be just be like that peepee. These people are unfit. You understand? That's how it is. They are unfit. Just that alone. Unfit. Not. I'm not talking physically. Mentally, physically too. They're they're disgusting. But they are. Unfit mentally, spiritually, emotionally. They cannot, they, they lack the maturity to function in a free democratic society. And they certainly lack the maturity to function in a diverse society. That, is, that, that has millions of diverse people. Small, yeah, they're very small peepees. Small peepees and small brains. It's sickening, really. And I'm tired. I'm tired of having to pander to them, having to give them legitimacy. I don't give them legitimacy. I'm tired of listening to the corporate media and the elites say, oh, bipartisan, bipartisan, bipartisan. How are you going to be bipartisan with the pee-pee patrol? Bipartisan? Oh, you just want a little bit of uh, of uh, regulating somebody's pee-pee? Does the pee-pee have the right clothes on? Where's the pee-pee going to the bathroom? Uh, is, are they behaving? Pee-pee appropriate. It's ridiculous. And we are all supposed to go along as if this is legitimate. We have to get to the point. I, and I, I say this all the time, and this is why I ask for your support. And, I'm, I, you know, some of you do support. Of course, but we have to grow this, the actual liberal media so this gets out there. This should be in the public consciousness. If I say all the time, if this was a sane society, I would be on the corporate media. Well, on the, I would have a platform like Stephanie Rule, and she'd be sitting in her living room going, please become a patron, peddling that bullshit, that corporate elite lick spittle bullshit that they don't talk about the fact oh we're so divided this is what they think that's another this is why they're immature it's just that we're divided no oh it's the entire country is set up to keep us at each other's throats without a minute reprieve you cannot, you're not human in this country. When you are nothing, you are reduced to nothing but a host from which to suck profit and discard. That's how they treat us. This is how they really believe. So when you can, you literally have an article about the CEO of AT&T retiring. In the same week, there's an article of him about him firing thousands of people. 
And in that article, it says, well, the CEO has presided over downsourcing and outs... Uh, I mean, downsizing and outsourcing. And that CEO is walking away with $100 million while the American people are added to the unemployment lines in the only country that has unemployment lines during the pandemic. Every other country, England right now, the government is backstopping 80% of everyone's salary. That's as low as they can go. Nobody is getting less than 80% of their salaries. And when the pandemic is over, they're going back to work. Like nothing, you know, like it was uh, uh, mandated. You know, that's, that was the, the social contract we had. Okay, there's a pandemic. We need everybody to stay home. What kind of shit agreement is it that the American people lose their jobs? That they can't, that they lose their homes? That they can't pay their rent? That they're on a goddamn food line? And nobody knows this. And in the same, I mean, knows that other countries aren't experiencing the same unemployment problem. It's only a problem because we allow it to be a problem. They allow it to be a problem. This is the best thing that's happened to the elites. You understand? They like us nice and malleable. They need it that way. They need us nice and desperate so we don't get too uppity. And then they could, they could do whatever the hell they want to us because everybody's just fighting and scrapping and trying to get ahead, trying to keep their f goddamn head above water in this rapacious, greed-centered system. And in the same articles and news cycle, you hear all about how unemployment, people, now the, the goddamn uh, uh, pandemic, the Republicans are... They're just, they're just over it. It's pretending. It's, not, it's gone. Everybody back to work, whatever. It doesn't matter what's ha actually happening. Just lie to the American people. That's how much they hate us. They want us to die. It's good for them. It's a win-win. They get to uh, ride us to the bank. They get to treat us like borrowed mules. They get us nice and desperate, and they also get rid of some old people off the Social Security rolls. This is how they think. It's what's happening. And we allow it. Now, you see what's going on in the country with the um, people protesting. It has to continue. And you also see the corporate media and the elites trying as they might to focus everybody to say that some nominal police reform. This will. This is what's going to happen. We're gonna, we'll give you some. Uh, some. You know. Some police reform. Whatever. Even the Republicans. They have to do it. Trump signs an executive order. The goddamn fake ass. Oh, the filthy goddamn Republicans come forward with their useless, useless, uh, ridiculous plan. It doesn't. I mean, they're doing it. For show, it's a show, and they're wondering now. And 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 the view 
on the view from the ivory tower. They're pondering, sitting around how disappointed they are. It's so sad how unhappy the American people are. Well, are we unhappy enough to do something about it? To do something about this effing broken system? Are we, how much, how much longer have we had enough yet? Let's continue with this goddamn view. This doesn't end with Trump. My fear is no matter who gets elected, this right. isn't um, going to change. Uh, the only hope that I have is as much as uh, all of us fight on so air, you, I feel unity and support and understood on this show with my co-hosts, and none of us think the same thing about anything. That's why we're hired to be on this show together, and we somehow make this work every right. day and respect each other. So <laughs> I wish America could be more like The View right now, honestly. Get the hell out. It's all about her, though. You wish America could be more like the view. This is what they're going to peddle about this study, too. The American people are unhappy. Oh, it's because we're so divided. We don't get along. We don't respect each other's views. Now, what views are those? That some people should have health care? That some people should retire? That some people are just born to be slaves? What view is that? We don't agree. Well, guess what? This is not about agreeing. This is about what's right and what's wrong. Period, end of sentence. It's not about whether you agree or not. Oh, we, we should have some bipartisan agreement. On what? It is unconscionable to have a health care system where the rich get richer off our miseries while millions of Americans go bankrupt and thousands needlessly die. This has to come to an end. It's part of the problem. It's unconscionable to live in a system that the one-third of the American people can't retire or save $400. The majority lives check to check and can't save $400. What the hell is that? Is that because we can't get along? No, we can't get along because they have inflicted this class war on us. And they have us divided and conquered, especially along racial lines. And I hope, honestly, guys, I'm here to help. Wake up the goddamn American people. I want to bring the good news. It doesn't have to be that way. It's this way because we've allowed it to be this way too long. You see, you see the power we have. People are in the streets. They won't take it anymore. But don't let the elites focus us and say that, oh, uh, you see, uh, you, look at me now. I'm um, giving a... Uh, I'm giving a donation to the NAACP College Fund. They're all tripping over each other to make these you know, ridiculous pandering. It's not ridiculous, I guess, whatever. It's, it means something to whoever gets the NAACP scholarship fund, those one or two students a year. Good for you. Good for effing you. But that makes... That proves my point. It is because they'll pick every now and then. There'll be one or two or three, whatever. They'll, that'll, they'll be taken out of the pool 
and put over here in a different area. And then, but that doesn't do anything. They'll say, see, look, the system works. Joe and Sh Joe Schmo and Johnny and Janie Schmo over here, they, they were born in public housing and they built themselves up and look now, look at them now. They're, they're, they too are in, at a hedge fund siphoning money out of the fellow Americans' pockets while their fellow Americans slip lower and lower down on the ladder and the income disparity gets wider. See? Nothing to see here. We got some police reform. See? And we're so divided. It's because we are, we've never been so divided in our lives. Bipartisan, there's no bipartisanship. There's no people that get together and they say, you know, it's great that some people have health care and some people have retirement and some have living wages and the rest have what? We have the, the fiction that, oh, you know what, if, it's, if we never became a billionaire, maybe one day we could, but... Um, if we never became a billionaire, that's because that's our fault. And guess what? Not everybody. First of all, there should be no billionaires. Zero. There is zero reason to have a billionaire. And, I, and that's why I was thinking about what am I going to call this show tonight? And I really wanted to call it what is the meaning of life? This should be the overarching theme of every show. What is the meaning of life? That is the meaning of an economy. Well, really, think about your life and our life. What is the point of an economy? What is the point of getting together in a country? We band together for many reasons because one of the reasons is that the humans are interdependent. We need each other. It's not, we're a, we're a social species. We can't live by ourselves. We, babies die when they're not held. They, uh, the worst torture you can give to a prisoner is put them in solitary confinement. So people go, they get caught on a desert island. They, they want to get back home. They want to get with their people. They want to get with people. It's not normal and natural for us to be alone. So what is the meaning of an economy or a country? Is it just to make the rich richer? Yes, it is now. The meaning of the American economy and the American experiment, it is to make the rich richer. Come on. We see the fruits. Know them by their fruits. This didn't happen. We're not in this boat because... Um, by accident, we're here because of government policy. And every time that we have suffered through a depression and a recession and a downspin or, or whatever the hell, a downturn of the market, this is not a natural thing. It's always been because the rich wanted to get richer and they wanted to corrupt government and they bought themselves some politicians who rewrote the laws to make it so they could 
do uh, their games on the American people and, and people in general. We are nothing. There are some people that are sick and they do look at us as nothing but hosts from which to suck profit and discard. Period. End of sentence. But as a whole, as an American people, as a community, we have some people that are sick, some who aren't uh, capable, they're not emotionally capable of functioning in a free democratic society. These people should not be making the rules. This is why. You don't want greed to be your motivating factor. You want uh, a higher motivation. What is the meaning of life? I'm telling you. Do, if I said to you, what is the meaning of life? I guess some, of, some people would say, uh, family, Jesus, I guess some people would say. But guess all of that, none of that is money. Is, is, is not even a goddamn right winger. Well, maybe, who knows? If I asked what the meaning of life is, they would say, oh, family, you know, friends, love. It's not greed. No, and if you say greed, we all know instinctually how sick that is. And I guess they can they could wrap it up in the veneer of um security, protection, and family. Oh, I want to take care of my family. At what cost? At the cost of your country? At the cost of your countrymen? If that's the case, then you're not a patriot. And it's about time we have to call them out like the CEOs who send jobs overseas but walk away with hundreds of millions of dollars while they cut lifelines, cut the American people off at the knees in the middle of a pandemic after taking PPP money. How is this acceptable? We're the only country this is happening to. I don't hear it on any other show. Have you? Tell me, somebody. Have you watching any corporate media? Have you heard this on CNN? Have you heard this on MSNBC? Have you heard it on your local news channel? That the American, the unemployment problem, yes, you've heard, oh, another 1,500,000 Americans file for unemployment last week. Did they follow that up with uniquely American problem, this unemployment during the pandemic. No other country, Canada, not in England, not in Ireland, not in New Zealand, not in Australia, not in Germany, not in France, only here. And we're okay with that. I'm outraged. I'm also outraged at the ignorance. And then the view, the view from the Ivory Tower girls get together, or women, to say, oh, uh, it's, we're so divided. Oh, how, how could it be? Everyone's so unhappy. How did this happen? The American people are so unhappy because we're divided about, we're not bipartisan enough. Well, what does that mean either? Bipartisan? Well, some, you know, a little, um, 
you know, uh, a little, uh, I don't know. I, it's They want, uh, a, you know, limit gay rights just a little and limit, um, you know, uh, the uh, greed just a little. Everything in moderation. The, the fact is, though, we're on the right side of history. Progressives, normal people, liberals, the ones, people like us who are, who are capable of functioning in a free democratic society and are trying to get the word out, trying to make a more perfect union, get money out of politics, enact a system that works for all, progressive taxation, high marginal tax rates. You better believe it. Ending the billionaires and now trillionaires. We're going to have a goddamn trillionaire. Are you kidding? If we allow a trillionaire to come into being, we're done. This country's done. Yes. Thank you for your super chat, Stephen. Very generous and appreciated and needed. Oh, my God. Let's go continue with the view. How about, how about you, Joy? Are you miserable? That's very sweet. Am I miserable? You know, I think happiness is overrated yes, generally. But I think that happiness right now is kind of a luxury when everybody's out. And I was thinking to myself, when have I been more miserable than I am? Oh, wait. I messed up the video. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Son of a bitch. I hate when I do that. Not get a disease that's going to kill me. That would yeah, make me happy. Right. Yeah. That may never be possible yeah. just in life. Sonny, I ask you, are you miserable? <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not miserable, but I'm certainly concerned about what's going on in our country, what's going on in the world. Yeah. I'm really worried about the pandemic. I'm worried about the way that it was handled, at least here in, the, in this country. Um, I'm worried, you know, about the families of over 115,000 Americans who have lost their lives. Some of those families who I know personally. Yeah. Um, I'm worried about the direction in this company. I'm worried certainly about, uh, you know, the, the continuous police brutality that we see against unarmed black men and women. We don't talk about the women that are subjected to this, but women are a big part of it as well. And so those things keep me up at night. I have to say, you know, my husband right. often says that he... I always, I always see that life as sort of the glass half full, but he's seen a change in right. me, and and it's because of what's right. going on. I worry about our country. I worry about my children's futures. Um, I just, right. I, I do. Well, I'm a worrier, as y'all know, but I'm worried. Yes. <laughs> I, well, I, I have great faith because I see things that just Shut make up. me realize things may not be as bad as we think. Fuck Check you. out this, uh, oh, no. this little oh, video. No. I just wanted to play it for our folks because it might put a smile on your face, particularly on this Father's Day. Uh, it's kind of a father-daughter sing-along to New Edition that went viral. Ch check it out. You're getting the lyrics. When you're with me. It. 
I love her, Megan McCain says. <laughs> well, never mind then. Don't worry about CEO pay being, uh, I, what is this? Let's see, I have some uh, statistics here. Uh, don't worry about the fact that in 1965, CEOs made 24 times more the average worker, whereas in 2009, they made 185 times more. And, of course, this is an old chart. This is a, a chart going back to 2011. Now it's up to, like, 400 times. Um, <laughs> a little girl and her father were singing, amuse yourself to death. Amuse the bread and circuses right there. Oh, everyone's unhappy. We're divided. Here's a video of uh, just in time for Father's Day. A cute little girl singing with her dad. Fucking Jesus Christ. You can't focus for one second. The view? You know how many viewers they have? They have a lot. They got more than Tarabuster, if you can believe it. That's how sick this country is. And this is what they do with it. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, that is why this country is broken. You better believe it. There is no change without a liberal media or without a media like this. And I'm not just saying it. You know that. First, you have to inform people. They have to understand what's going on. It is why every fascist society, the first thing they do when they take over, is they take over the media, media in general. They take over the means of communications. We are being inundated by propaganda, by bullshit, and they know it. We don't know it, though. <laughs> well, this might make you feel better. You know, take a walk on the beach. Look at a nice moonlit night. Oh, wonderful. Isn't that great? Wonder, but does that fix the problem? Let's distract ourselves with a nice sunset. Sunsets don't cost anything. It's all free. But don't, uh, as far as sunset, well, let, let Jeff Bezos be satisfied with some fucking sunsets. Maybe we need to get to the point where the American people say, you want to see another sunset, mother effer? How, that's what had to happen in the French Revolution, where the lords of, the, uh, of the, this incredibly unequal society, where the serfs had finally had enough and rose up. So it was like, okay, you want to see another sunset? Here, I give up all my feudal rights. I give up my title. I give up my land. What's Jeff Bezos going to give up? Maybe he could get his ass to Mars. But I tell you, the, pro the problem is Jeff Bezos, one motherfucker, deserves a trillion dollars. He didn't get there alone. The working people, the human beings, who also who wrote the laws and made them corrupt and made it to the point where Jeff Bezos could accumulate a trillion goddamn dollars. They, they have something to... Uh, they also have a hand in this. So, the point is, what is the meaning of life? 
Is it to make a few people very rich and the rest of us suffering? Suffer and struggle and, and scrape and fight and stress and death by despair or death by by corporate goddamn insurance racket. What kind of a country is this? It's not a functioning system. And we have to get to the point. The other thing is that we have to, we got to spread that word too. This isn't working. And it's not just not working for our African-American brothers and sisters that they, they really want us to focus and make sure that Whatever reform has, happens is only contained in certain communities. But it's all the American community. It's all of us. We're in this together. We have to move forward together. It's always been about economics. It's about fairness. Economics, fairness, and what kind of a society do we want to be? Do we want to be one that is the same system the founders rebelled against? Because that's what we're talking about. And this is why. It's not about finding bipartisan goddamn agreement. Are you on the right side of American democracy or are you not? Because you cannot have a system that, like this and democracy at the same time. It is not sustainable in any way, shape, or form to have a system that makes millionaires and billionaires while millions are out of work. That's fucking unacceptable. And w the fact that the CEOs can walk around with their heads held high, that they're not hiding... They need to be in goddamn hiding. If they knew what was good for them, if we were a functioning civilization, these people would be named and shamed and, you know, get out. They suck on this civilization like goddamn ticks suck on a host. And how dare they? And shame on us, though, frankly. Shame on us for allowing them to get away with it. Seriously. Effing <sighs> Whoopi Goldberg and Megan McCain. Oh, we're so unhappy. I'm happy. We're divided. That's the way it is. You know, if everybody was just a little nicer to Republicans and let them be bigots and stupid and put up with their bullshit and their greed dividing and conquering the American people. You know, let them get away with, you know, some people not having health care. That's fine. You know, we just don't agree. Some pe And they mean as long as they have theirs. Because trust me, ladies and gentlemen, if Meghan McCain didn't have her trust fund and her daddy's name, where would she be? You think she'd be like, oh, well, I don't have health care. That's the American way. She'd be like, why fucking why? Because the bottom line, there's nobody who is 
I, I tell you all the time that the center of the universe is a very crowded place filled with 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 Republicans. And she is goddamn. It's unbelievable. She is. She really is emblematic of that. In fact, I saw this video. Let's let me play this. I don't want to make this into a whole show about the view, but I was watching this video, and it it's um it's a bunch of it's Megan McCain's um greatest hits on the View. Why did my did my camera just change? That's weird. Something happened there. Great. Let me see. That's better. How the hell that happened? It went to my FaceTime camera and not my, not FaceTime, my built-in camera just changed. I don't know how that happened. Let me see. This is my screen. See what a mess it is. This is Megan McCain's moments on The View. Let's see. Embracing royalty oh, like Alexander God. Hamilton <laughs> respect. It feels weird with her. Please welcome our new co-host, Megan McCain. Such an iconic show, and it's so iconic specifically to be sitting in this chair that Elizabeth made so great. When I was a teenager after 9-11, I was one of those people that called them freedom fries instead of french fries, mm -hmm. like, because the French, France didn't support us in the war in Iraq. Shut up, I'm not bitch. a royal person, I wanna show you something. So this <laughs> is my living room in my house, or the entryway of my house. I actually keep pictures of our founding fathers, Washington, Jefferson, Franklin, and Hamilton Oh my God, in what my a house. bore. <laughs> this video that somebody put together, it, it's to point out that Meghan McCain makes everything about her look at her what a poser the founding father she has portraits of the founding fathers in her fucking living room it's true andrea on the chat my father my father my father she's all about her father my father my father my father my father my founding fathers my founding fathers my fathers my fathers my father what the fuck does she know she knows what she's heard overheard william buckley say when the when Buckley was a uh, that Megan McCain's uh, uh, summer home. Feels a little weird to watch something embracing royalty. There you go, Alexander Hamilton. Uh, respect. Eh. It feels weird with our founding fathers watching me watch the royal wedding. Lincoln signed the law that built. Shut up. The first transcontinental railroad. Most people don't even know he was a Republican, right? Does anyone know? Does anyone so know? You know, we okay, want to say he's, he's having... The we Abraham have, Lincoln yeah. thing kills me. Because I, I personally have a pearl necklace with Abraham Lincoln's face on it that I wear. Oh, my God. She has a pearl necklace of Abraham Lincoln's so face. So I'm, I'm going to ask, what do you think is... Give me an example of Someone what, help me. Is politi what political correctness is to you. Oh. I can... Huh. I mean... I am a conservative on television. Mm -hmm. Some people recognize me someplace. I go to restaurants, this show, different places on the subway, and people who don't want to talk about being a Republican in Manhattan and major cities will come up to me and say that they're uncomfortable talking about it, but they want to know, they want me to know that they agree with me, but they want to do it privately. What? She doesn't know what she's talking about. Someone tweeted, I don't think Megan knows what political correctness is. Her statement basically said, people come up to me and I say 
and say I'm correct politically. That's what she thinks political correctness is. That other people agree with her. Oh, I feel that you're correct politically. So that's political correctness. Anyway. Why isn't this, this book playing? you refer to, or I guess Bannon refers to. Oh, here's uh, Megan going on about um, how everything's about her. Football game. Would you think that I would be behaving in the same way? Oh, wait, hold on. Let's rewind this a little bit. And major cities will come up to me and say that they're uncomfortable talking about it, but they want to know, they want me to know that they agree with me, but they want to do it privately. <laughs> a pearl necklace. <laughs> Mike Pence left a game, and I understand that you said it was an act of, quote, systemic oppression. So if I left your football game, would you think that I would be behaving in the same way? You're not the vice president of the United States. Fair enough. Oh. Fucking dumb bitch. If I left the game, it would be just as impactful. In this book, you refer to, or I guess Bannon refers to Nikki Haley as a Jarvanka Republican. Nikki Haley is a very respected conservative, both in respected. conservative circles and in Trump supporters. She's actually one of these magic unicorns that is respected by both sides. Because they're 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 dumb bitches on both sides. This reductive slogan, and would Bannon and you call me a Jarvanka Republican? You know, oh, because it's all about her. I reference you when I'm talking about Democrats who I think understand Red America and what went wrong in the election for Democrats. And I just want to tell you, you have my seal of approval that I think you oh, understand. Oh, wow. What went wrong. Great. Thanks. You fucking approve there of are me. Kids that want to get into the same career as their parents. And I'm totally fine with that as long as it's that kid's dream, you know, as opposed to just modeling off of their parents' dream. Like it's, if it's, and then I also think, what parent doesn't want to help their this kid? This is a question I have right? for both of you. Okay, so I to, I what am conceding, me? and I'll end you, but you didn't say anything that oh. was like semi-throwing shade. What should I have done? Should I not have had a career in politics? It's the only world I... It was a Republican. Whoa, I'm sorry. I hit that. Oh, man. I'm sorry, guys. I'm really slipping up tonight. But she's turning it about her. And the human Wait. Nobody mentioned her name. And she's like, they said, well, you know, kids should, um, I'm all for kids doing, uh, having a career that they choose, not one that their parents choose for them. And then she fucking butts in. What should I have done? Nobody was talking to her. Fucking professional victim. What parent doesn't want to help their this kid? This is a question I have right? for both of you. Okay, so I to I what about conceding, me? and I'll end you, but you didn't say anything that oh. was, like, semi-thorn shade. What should I have done? Should I not have had a career in politics? It's the only world I've ever you known, exactly ever. You should exactly what you It's unreal. This is what there I say all the time, when, though. When you, there is influence, and you should have that influence. If, if your husband is going to tweet something that's mean... Um, and you say, you know, sweetheart, that's cyberbullying, you know, and can you look at it this way? That kind of influence, I think, is really important in a marriage. But why would you marry to someone who would do that? But there are people that do it. Do you want to ask me <laughs> There are people that do it. And I, I, I think that when you have your partner's ear, when you have that sort of influence, that's the, the hallmark of a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. Are you saying I don't have a healthy relationship because Ben and <laughs> no. I don't control no. each other's... who the fuck is talking to her? <laughs> She's such a tedious bore. And I say all the time, I'm just showing this because it's proof. Yet again, more receipts. I'm bringing the receipts because she 
is the center of the universe. Like every Republican, the center of the universe is a very crowded place filled with Republicans. You can be having a conversation about anything. Obviously, it's like Twitler. He's also very, uh, well, self-centered and thinks everything is about him. This is not a Twitler-exclusive trait. It's all of them. They can't see the light unless something affects them directly. This is, it's not her fault. She's a fucking pathological goddamn professional victim it has to be born she has to be born that way something's really wrong with not just her but the entire republican party the delusion they all suffer from delusion they think they're patriots how are you a patriot I would love to sit with this bitch and have a fucking real conversation with her. Of course, she would probably cry and run and, and say that I was being mean. That's the other thing. They're such snowflakes, Republicans. Everybody's such a snowflake uh, but them. If you give a shit about anybody else but yourself, if you don't want Americans to die, if you don't want babies in cages, if you would like the uh, a country that works for all, if you give a shit that your, uh, your fellow Americans are sleeping on the street or don't have $400 or can't retire or are exhausted from their uniquely American low-paying jobs or are working their goddamn Ubers and DoorDashes and they can't go to a goddamn doctor, then they got your liberal tears. They want to drink them up. You're a snowflake. You just, you care too much. Oh, uh, we run on our heads, not on our hearts. Bullshit. They don't run on their heads or their hearts. They run on their goddamn whiny little bitch, I don't know, guts. Wow, wow, fucking wow. Where would you be without your $25 million trust fund? I mean, really, this show. Why? Uh, this is why I'm so frustrated with life. It's the truth. If we had a functioning society, you know, Megan McCain would be sitting in her living room saying, please become a patron. Not me, not, not Tara Buster. Not Ron Placone, not not Mike Malloy, not Bob Kincaid. Her, these people, because they are part of the problem. Why the American people? I think they get they get. It's almost like tacit permission. The way that they model selfishness. It's okay to be selfish. It's, uh, it's expected. Being a selfish, self-centered, greed-centered, I got mine, oh well, go die, unless you have an aunt that has diabetes or a brother or a sister or you or your son is gay or somebody has something that makes you concerned about the issue. Otherwise, fuck off. You got yours. So what? Oh, you make your million-dollar salary. You got your health insurance, your racketeer health insurance. 
And don't you gotta don't have to worry about copays because you got a stock market portfolio and you're in that one percent. But you see the light. You know, like Joe Scarborough, he saw the light about diabetes medicine because his son has diabetes. Then we have to hear, well, I'm really concerned about this issue because my son has diabetes and I think that it's it's wrong that insurance companies and drug companies pay, uh, they that they hike up these prices and it's only wrong for your son? What about it wasn't wrong when 35,000 Americans died yearly Every year, while you're sitting in your billionaire-owned, millionaire mouthpiece network to broadcasting to the dupes just how much they could go fucking die in their for-profit health insurance racket, how everybody loves it so much, supposedly, even though millions can't afford it. We got 85 million Americans with Zippo, or next to Zippo, and that's supposed to be fucking great. No wonder everyone's unhappy. Honestly, if we weren't unhappy, I would be more concerned. I'd be like, what's wrong with this country? This country is broken from top to bottom, and it's broken by the top, and yet we're happy? You know, the fact that we're unhappy is progress. It may be there's hope because maybe people are going to say enough is enough. I can't take it anymore. Are you with me? It's not just because we can't get along. We can't agree. It's because we're forced to uh, try to agree. We have people who are rich who have two $25,000 refrigerators while millions are on the unemployment line, telling us that they're working across the aisle with ghouls, greed-centered ghouls of the Gilded Age who are doing nothing but stuffing unqualified flunkies on the court who have turned this government into an appendage of the affairs of billionaires. Not the affairs of the American people. We don't, we're not even supposed to consider what's really happening here. Don't consider what's happening here. Don't consider what's happening in, in England. Don't consider the, the, comp, the contrast. Look at this video of a little fucking girl and her father. Look how cute. Ha, ha, ha. Feel better now? Oh, well, moving on. Shit. This is why I'm insane. I'm really tired. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the bullshit, the brokenness, the selfishness, the insanity, the divisiveness, and I'm also tired of the fucking game that is being played and that we're playing along. Stop playing along. Enough. How much longer? How long are we going to play along? I want to know. God's sakes. <sighs> All right.
Anyway, has anybody seen Greg, by the way? He fell off the face of the earth. I'm just asking. Because he's usually the first one in the chat, and I haven't seen him. Or one of the first. Hope everything's fine. All right. I don't know if you saw it today. Like, please, it all sucks. Everything sucks. Should I, I'm thinking to myself, should I play this other view clip? <laughs> I'm really on a roll with the view. Because it's beyond, it's really beyond belief. What we have to endure in this country. Americans are unhappy. Yeah, moving on. I think the world should be like The View. We should all get along. We all disagree, but we get along here. Isn't that what it's about? Is that what it's about? I don't give a shit. No, it's about... Isn't it about what's right and what's wrong? What's right and wrong? Why is there a bipartisan debate about being on the wrong side of history and the wrong side of humanity? Oh, I, uh, we don't agree on anything here. But we get along and the world should be like us. What? Half of you are, are asleep? You're all millionaires? Okay. Maybe that's, that's the answer. How about we all get a seat at the table? The entire American people, all the people, being born in this country... This is why we have the greatest country, right? That we're in this together, that we all have a seat at the table, that everyone has a decent middle-class life. No, Greg has not been on Discord. I haven't seen him. So, I'm wondering... I don't know. I haven't seen, he's usually on Discord. That's why I was like, where the hell is he? Uh, maybe he's mad at me. Who knows? I have no idea. Maybe I, s that's what happens sometimes. People get mad. Maybe I said something. Who the fuck knows? Anyway. Here's Megan McCain and the rest of the view from the ivory tower talking about the Republican attempt at police reform. You know, the show that they're putting on, that they're forced to put on, and that they put their, they had to put their human shield forward. They're the only African-American senator who is a Republican. They have, he, of course, he's the front man for this. I don't know how he could be a Republican, but whatever. So, what were your feelings about the bill? Do you think it went far enough? Yeah, first, uh, I think there's a few things to hit here. The first one is... Um, oh, fuck. I keep doing that. I'm sorry. To hit here. The first one is um, when people say Tim Scott is the only black senator on the Republican side, well, Democrats only have two. You have Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, so let's please stop acting like... 
There's great bipartisan representation in the Senate. It's despicable. There aren't more people of color on both sides and all races. It's a huge problem in our representation, but it's not just singularly a Republican one. Is that the only problem? Yeah, it's a problem because we have rich white people own government and run everything. But it's like we were talking about in the other shows. It's not just about tokenism. You could put as many tokens up there or in the broken system. But this, if the system remains broken, you're broken. The system is broken. Reagan had a diverse, uh, you know, uh, remember the speeches or the, the clips we played? Reagan boasting about he had a, a someone, he had one of them as a, the, um, his liaison to Veterans Affair. He had, and then of course, um, you know, that racist goddamn Georgia governor talking about how he had uh, Lester Maddox, how he had such a, the historically, um, the most of them in his cabinet, the most of them. How did that work out for us? And even what's, what's his name? Dick Cavett was giving him accolades, praising him for saying, uh, saying, oh yeah, I, I couldn't believe it myself. You know, good on you. I read you've had, you have the most diverse uh, amount of people working in your administration. That was 40 years ago. How did that work out? They understand the game. They are, it's a game. Look, hey, we got some tokens here. There you go. You get a token. You get a token. You get a token. Look under your chair. There's another one. Look under your seat in this broken-ass system. Just don't look behind the curtain. And don't do anything about it. Get back to work in your DoorDash, in your goddamn Uber. Don't worry about it. Having any, really having a decent middle class life that you once you thought was the birthright of every American citizen, that's not the America we have made here. We didn't deregulate capitalism and concentrate wealth and deregulate the media and concentrate media ownership so we would let go of this thing. We didn't buy politicians and corrupt government and, and roll back what nominal progress was made after the first Republican Great Depression and the second Republican Great Recession. We didn't roll back Glass-Steagall and roll back all these laws that said uh, banks couldn't act like casinos using taxpayer money or, or their investors' money that they had to either be a bank or they had to be a casino, but they couldn't be both. And no, no, we didn't roll back all these rules to uh, let go easy. We didn't concentrate wealth. We didn't accumulate more wealth and more income disparity worse than ancient Rome just to let it go. When some fuckers go into the streets and say they ain't taking it enough anymore, we're gonna we don't worry about it. We'll give you a a scholarship fund. You'll get a scholarship. We will tweet. We'll have a Black Lives Matter tweet. We're we will take a knee. 
Jamie Dimon will get together and take a knee in the halls of his bankster, uh, his corporation. But doing something to fundamentally fix this system? Absolutely not. The second thing is Tim Scott also talked about in 2016 about how he has been targeted by Capitol Police as a senator, where they stopped him and then thought he was impersonating a senator when he was trying to come in, oh. which is also a heartbreaking story. So I, so he is a man that has experienced racism. And by the way, he was pulled over seven times in a year, not five. Whatever, um, Megan. I think it's a good, noble start, this bill. Because he's I, a I'm Republican, I guess. Swift sea change. She feels like that somehow vindicates her for being part of this racist-ass so-called party of greed-centered ghouls and ghosts of the Gilded Age. Because Tim Scott is a Republican, he's black, and he was pulled over seven times, so it's not just happening to Democrats. Is this her point? Fucking ridiculous. ...on um, bipartisan support of police reform. I'm really disheartened that um, we can't even come together to try and make changes, and I think some of the criticism you gave Sonny is valid, but how about we all continue to try and improve instead of just crapping all over Republicans for saying that they're <laughs> doing nothing babies. or it's not good enough? This is a very great and noble attempt led by a very distinguished senator on the Republican side. Great and, and noble really like attempt. all put our differences aside. I know I'm exhausted. I think the country's exhausted to try and really enact real reform right now. And this is the best. You're exhausted. What the fuck are you exhausted about? You haven't worked a day in your rotten life. You know, and your 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 trust funds, the the life that your daddy gave you. I'm exhausted. We're all exhausted, and this is a great and noble effort. Are you kidding me? Just give me a break. Um, really, those words in referring to Twitler, great and noble. Well, where, where were they? They didn't do anything. First of all, they're not... Whatever reform, whatever executive order, whatever bullshit pandering the Republican Party is forced to do. Because that's what they're doing. They're not doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. They want to continue stuffing more unqualified judges onto the court. That's their priority. But they were interrupted. And they saw that it's not going away. Who's Twitler? He's the one that was like, oh, don't be so nice. Bang their heads. More police brutality, please. And the Republicans, they're not even in their great and noble reform. Give me a great and noble? Fuck you, Megan. Talking about somebody, uh, talk about the ivory tower. There's nothing great and noble. They they didn't address chokeholds or things the 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 things that actually killed people. It's a great it's just a great and noble start. Great and noble by a well-respected senator. No, honey, he's not respected. Maybe in Republican circles, he's respected because they like their human shields for their bigotry. They need him to hide behind. They say, look at my black friend. He's not well-respected. 
Anybody who is working on the right side of history and the right side of humanity looks at him and shakes their head in disgust. Why are you working with the oppressors? What's wrong with you? History won't be kind to him either. Trust me. Opportunity. Um, as uh, George Floyd's lawyer said yesterday on the show, this is the best time in history to right. do it, and I think we should all just come together and please stop yeah, just making come. this oh, this, this so partisan because I, for one, am truly exhausted with it. Shut up. Well, I'm You're exhausted. exhausted. I have to tell you because one, wait, wait, I'm going to let me finish. Let me please let me finish because there are things in this bill that need to be dealt with. The GOP bill doesn't change qualified immunity, which shields police officers from lawsuits. You know, it doesn't expand the Justice Department's power to investigate and prosecute police misconduct. And the reason I'm really all about that is because this could have helped Tamir Rice. If we had information about the police officer who, who took his life, allegedly in his file is a note that says he was mentally unstable to be a police officer. This might have made a difference and how we do things. So if we all have all the information, you know, I mean, they if you can see a way where when we say these are the things that we absolutely, absolutely need to have, it's because people's experiences say, I don't, I didn't have this information. Therefore, when they let this person go, you know, what was I to do? He took my son's life. So there are things that need to happen. And, and you know, we also have to go with the fact that, you know, in 2015, Obama banned federal transfers of certain types of military uh, gear. In 2017, the it was rescinded. That executive order was rescinded. The Justice Department also aggressively pursued consent decrees approved by the courts, which police departments agreed to, and uh, AG Sessions limited that. So we, we, you're right, Megan, we all do have to come together, but we have to come together listening and seeing what everybody's experience is and then making a disqualified decision. It shouldn't be a left-right decision. It should be a qualified American decision because this affects everybody. That's my point. I'm sorry, Sonny, I cut you off. Yeah. Go ahead real quick. Well, no, you, you, you said what I was just about to say, that the problem is that there is no federal oversight at this point because the Justice Department, right. when Jeff Sessions entered, cut out consent decrees. There is no national right. database. And you cannot leave it up to the states because we see what has happened. We've seen the militarization right. of the police state by state by state. We see this pushback on qualified right. immunity. We see uh, that there is a, not a national no chokehold um, ban. Right. Yeah. We see yeah. that there is it not a national ban well, on no-knock warrants. I it has to be done saying. federally. Right. I hear what you're saying, and I think right. it's 100% valid yeah. criticism. I think my frustration is, when I come into the show oh and I God. see a tease saying, are Republicans doing enough right now? After one of the most famous Republican senators mm. is presenting a bill right now, there's no... I think right we are now? trying. My party is trying. And my show is trying. teasing at the beginning. Republicans aren't doing... You ain't kidding, honey. Your party is trying. It's trying me. It's trying my last goddamn nerve. Your party is trying. What are you trying to do? You're trying to prolong the agony, drag it out so nothing gets done. You're trying to distract. You're trying to divide and conquer.
trying to keep each other at each other's throats to ensure that the working class maintains not that the, maintains the lowest uh you know the the floor keeps slinking further down the ladder yeah your tr your party is trying what have you been trying what do you mean your party is trying to you know this this whole bullshit let me tell you this is the difference between normal people and republicans because re if the Democratic Party, all, you know, I'm a registered Democrat. I would assume most of you might be as well. I don't know. But if the, all of the sudden the Democratic Party turned into a party of racist ghouls that propelled Twitler to the highest executive office that was doing nothing, I mean, but, I mean, of course, now I'm thinking of thinking of Nancy Pelosi's refrigerators and things like that, you know. But that's a different story. If they were if they would if they were doing the work of the Republicans, what the Republicans are doing, which is nothing, destroying American democracy, the grave diggers of American democracy, police and the the the, the champions of police brutality we wouldn't be Democrats. There's no way I would allow, I would be part of a party that like that. This is why it's ridiculous. The, the whole, oh, uh, you know, I mean, the, I was just thinking, I saw a video, I wish I had grabbed it now that I'm saying it, of this young black woman talking, screaming at someone, yelling and saying that, Oh, it was the Democrats that had uh, people enslaved and how Republicans freed the slave. I mean, are you fucking kidding? Obviously, this person is not well informed. Of course. Yes. Republicans, we went through this before. First of all, bef they Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation after exhausting all other options. Yes. But if you have to go back to 1860 fucking five to come up with something that the Republicans have done for for the cause of uh, inclusivity in this country, then you're shit out of luck. Your party is shit. And it's also things change. We're talking about 100 years ago. So a hundred years ago, they they used to what I don't know put leeches on your wounds or or uh, bleed people. Do you is that what you do still? Is that still what a doctor does, or do things change? And what about I I mean it's just ridiculous. Obvious. Well, why do I keep saying obviously? I'm sorry. The the. For example, the goddamn Republicans, if they have to go back a hundred years, it's like, if, first of all, it's like Twitler's giving them a shit sandwich and saying, look, I made this delicious Trump steak for you. And them saying, yum, 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 eat them up. It not, it doesn't matter what's inside the sandwich, it just matters what it's called. 
or what you know what I mean it fucking makes absolutely no sense so what a hundred years ago the something called the Republican Party had a president in its party that after exhausting all other options signed the Emancipation Proclamation oh fucking well that doesn't mean what are they doing today what have they done have they done anything else this past hundred years, or is that it? Jesus Christ, are you that stupid? What have they done? I mean, at least with the Democratic Party, no wonder we're all like... The Democratic Party is a... Many... They, we have many people that aren't corporatists. Uh, the, the new um, paradigm, Bernie helped helped start and uh, helped spread is not taking money from corporations until we get money out of politics. This has to be one of our primary purposes. And then we have another part of the Democratic Party, like Nancy Pelosi, that touts her ability to fundraise. Well, if you had a functioning society and if fundraising really fucking mattered... If it really didn't help the American people, then why are the American people unable to save $400? Somewhere you fucked up. So in a system that where the leader, the speaker of the house, the Democratic leader says she's a great fundraiser. That's why they say Nancy Pelosi's great speaker because she's such a great fundraiser. She, well, let's try to make that aspect of being a great leader obsolete what we don't need fundraisers when you have a system that is funded on on our on our taxes where we have publicly funded campaigns as it should be it shouldn't be that the leaders so-called leaders have to spend their days begging billionaires and millionaires for a trickle for fuck's sake. Oh, God help me. Anything. Yes, all this criticism, Whoopi, you and Sonny just said, 100% valid. The chokehold thing is a big deal. I don't understand why that's not in it either. That's fine. Let's continue the conversation. That's why bills have amendments on the floor. That's why this is a bipartisan process. But please stop knocking Republicans this morning for some of us not trying. This well, has been it, a very intense morning, awakening no, no, this for the American morning, public the past this few morning weeks. It is, and I think it's an intense awakening. Are you kidding me? I know. Please, no more, Megan. <laughs> It's just so, Darth on the chat, it's just so, this is, what do you mean? It's been a very intense awakening these past few weeks. Well, honey, welcome to the fucking real world. Wake up, wake up. It's been an intense awakening that you can't get away with your shit, that people aren't just being appeased and going home, that they are forcing you maybe to look in the mirror a little bit. See what you're a part of? What kind of scummy political party you're a part of? It's been a very intense week for her. Well, I guess it's been pretty intense for the family of George Floyd. It's been an intense week for him, too. He's no longer alive. Not like you, Megan. Oh, I, I know. I'm sorry. I have to stop with Megan. 
She's just annoying. Let's just finish this. It's the Republicans tomorrow. Tomorrow it will be the, uh, it'll be the- Whatever, he's, I don't care, fuck it. Because Whoopi's saying, oh, we we, we make fun of everyone here. Holy shit. And she's all concerned. Oh, I, I came in and there was a tease that said, are Republicans doing enough? And she's like, oh, I'm a victim. Are, are they doing enough? Shut the fuck up. No, they're not. This is why. Well, they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do, what they have been, what, what they've been designed to do. Make the rich richer. Divide and conquer along racial lines, especially. Those lines are getting pretty scary for them, though, now, because the American people aren't taking it anymore. And what's really concerning about them is that it's not just black people in the streets. They're seeing that it's, it's everybody. It's the American people. So they, holy shit, we got to do something. The Republican Party is, let's, let's get real here, guys. Let's, do not be confused. Do not make any mistakes. Don't be, and I know you're not. Uh, they exist. This party is dedicated to dismantling a free democratic society. They are actively putting together a system that the founders fought a revolution to escape, meaning one where the rich own everything and everybody else knows their place on the wrong side of Reaganomics in this situation. That's it. And they are doing all they, they can do to ensure that we don't get a clue. But I'm telling you, I'm here to... F- fucking give you a clue you don't i mean maybe you don't need a clue i'm here uh for to get out the news to help to help spread the message that this is bullshit to turn off the corporate media that it's not doing the american people any favors it's not that hard to fix this country and we talk about it here all the time you fix it Together, oh, we can all, it's not just about saying you don't, let's have a bipartisan agreement that some people deserve to have health care and some don't. And the best we can do is trickle a couple of uh, uh, dollars on some who are lower on the ladder. That is the broken system. The broken system gave us Twitler. It gave us George Floyd. It gave us this fascist ass police force. And it's not going to be fixed by, I don't know, just fixing some of the symptoms and being nice or playing a video. You know, we're so unhappy. So here, here's some, here's a little girl. This will, <laughs> isn't that sweet? Well, I'm, don't I feel so much better that I can't go to the doctor anymore? Not that I can go anymore, but that I can't go because I don't have the fucking money. Or maybe if I get sick, you know, every day hoping against hope that that ache or that pain, it's nothing serious. Because you can't, I mean, how are you going to make a GoFundMe page? 
You need something to really trigger, tickle the heartstrings or pull on the heartstrings of people. Do they really care? Another person who, whatever, can't afford diabetes medicine or whatever. I eh, that's not that's not viral worthy. So here's another thing that pissed me off today. And of course, on the corporate media, nothing nothing was said at all. They oh, they did say one thing, not nothing. Let me tell you what they did say. Well, this is um MSNBC with Katie Turr and Chuck Todd. They were talking about Aunt Jemima being taken off being retired finally and then the story i want to talk about the aunt jemima syrup and pancake brand will be getting a new name and a new image quaker oats says the company now recognizes that quote aunt jemima's origins are based on a racial stereotype isn't that done aren't we done now everything's done we're fine nothing to see here wow wee woo They've taken Aunt Jemima off. Nancy took a knee. Republicans uh, signed it. The Twitler signed an executive order. We're done. <laughs> That's funny, Darth. Another black woman loses her job. <laughs> That's good. Removing the name is an effort to make progress towards racial equality. Also, the CEO of Netflix and okay, his wife are donating $120 million to historically black colleges and university. This marks the largest oh. financial gift ever received by an HBCU. Chuck, a lot of money and a lot of good that can be done with that. Wow, look at that. Uh, listen, to, listen to them gushing over this fucked up, broken ass system. Oh, here, we, here it continues. There's, uh, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of, we've seen a lot of money being thrown out by a lot lot. of leaders out out in the West, but that, that is a large figure targeted to, uh, to, to, um, um, very worthy universities there. Fuck you. Oh, what scintillating commentary, Chuck. That's a lot of money. Oh, that's a lot. That's the precious. That's a lot of money. Well, you know what? Well, here, here. <laughs> the West, but that that is a large figure targeted Ooh. to uh, to to um, um, very worthy universities. Uh, there, uh, uh. large figure targeted. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Netflix paid zero taxes for years. Oh, thank you, thank you for trickling upon us, Netflix. Why is my camera now not focused? I thought I fixed that. It's not fixed. Oh, nothing fucking works in life, does it? Talk about... No wonder. I'm one of the millions that are unhappy. I hate to say it. It sucks. Yeah, okay. Uh, Netflix. Wonderful. Thank you, Netflix. Netflix CEO Reed Hastings is donating $120 million to historically black colleges. That's it. All over the corporate media, they're all, they're jumping for joy. 
Now, I've been saying this for years. I saw something on Stephen Colbert one year, a couple of years ago, how Stephen Colbert, he's a, he's a liberal. I like Stephen Colbert. He's funny. But one of the things he did, not but, but he he donated school supplies to his uh, elementary school al- alma mater. Let me see. Stephen Colbert School. And they gave him a big, uh, they had an assembly. They gave him an award or something. Yeah, best school day. Stephen Colbert. Let's see, donates. He gave $14 million to a school. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Is that the wrong one? Oh, yes. twenty. Stephen Colbert announces $29 million donation to fund a school classroom projects, which is great. Wonderful. Very nice. Very generous. Good guy. Okay. But that's not the system we should be living in. That's the kind of system the founders rebelled against, where we live or die under the good graces of a rich benefactor. Oh, can you, you want a functioning school? Find yourself a rich benefactor, like a duke or a baron, some lord who has inherited wealth and because you can't do it. You're a serf. You, you toil in the field mercilessly and await your reward in heaven. This is not the system the founders rebelled uh, to escape. Not at all. This is the system that they rebelled from, no doubt. And honestly, guys, that's why this, this show is important and shows like it, because where do you hear that? Nobody talks like that. They say, congratulations, Stephen Colbert. What a great guy. Congratulations, Netflix. Thank you. Thank you, my lord, for trickling upon us. None of these fucking corporate media mouthpieces, these millionaire mouthpieces of the billionaires, have anything to say but, oh boy, (laughs) that's a lot of money. (laughs) That could be good, put to a lot of good use. (laughs) How about Netflix pay their fucking taxes? Okay? How about the rich? pay their taxes. How about Netflix CE fucking O pay his taxes? Or pay any taxes? Or a progressive tax rate? So we don't live in this system that we have to go out and find a rich benefactor to keep our society functioning because that's not a fucking democracy. Holy shit. I'm pissed off because nobody says anything like this. They don't present it like that. Am I out of my mind? No, honestly. Am I crazy? To me, this is a disgrace. Netflix, the the story that they should report, not how great it is. Chuck Todd is breathless. He's tripping over his words. He can't thank them enough for their great, great fucking donation. He should say, what kind of a system 
is so broken that we have to beg rich benefactors for a trickle. What's th what they should say, what Chuck Todd, if this was a functioning society, Chuck Todd would be sitting here in his little living room talking about that, and the normal, the, the zeitgeist would be filled with the cries of, oh, that's not a functioning system. All over, CNN, every, your local media, your local whatever, all the corporate media, that's how they're presenting it. Isn't it great that Netflix, the CEO Reed Hastings donated $122 million to historically black colleges? Whoopi-fucking-do! Why? Why does he have to? Why do we have a system that... We have CEOs with $120 million goddamn dollars to spare. I'm sorry I'm yelling. <sighs> I'm just really... I don't know. I don't know how, long, how much longer I can take. I keep asking how much longer are we going to take it, but I wonder how much longer I can take it, to tell you the truth. Maybe I'll just, I don't know, get the fuck out of here. According to CBS News, the video streaming service Netflix paid no U.S. income tax in 2018 either, it says. This is just an excerpt. Along with 60 other major corporations, despite posting a record eight. $145 million profit. Nearly a billion dollars in profit. And they didn't pay a goddamn dime. And that's why we have a system that the founders rebelled against being once again entrenched. A serfs and lords system. I don't care if they call them president or they don't say Duke and Baron. It is a neo-feudal corporate state that we have. That they, these corporations own the politicians who write the laws to ensure that it remains that way. That they pay no taxes. That we have no f a functioning society. This is why the American people can't retire or save $400. Why, in a pandemic, millions are out of work while the stock market's going through the roof and CEOs are retiring with $100 million golden parachutes? This is fucking unconscionable. It's out of, it's out of my, my realm of belief. I cannot believe it that we allow it to continue. But this is why the corporations, of course, with the help of Bill Clinton, they consolidated media. They, they're not going to use their platforms to inform people how disgusting. It's not just immoral. I, if only it was only immoral. It's not only immoral. It is unpatriotic. It's 
Antag it's an it's the antic what are you talking what am I trying to say? It's it's not democracy, it's the antithesis of democracy. It is the adversary to democracy. It is destroying democracy. We're supposed to love our troops, love America. Oh, we love you. Thank you for your service. What are you what service? The service to fascist corporate goddamn America? Or how about, you know, um, the democracy in the name of everybody who ever gave their life for this thing? We tax the rich. We reinstate the estate tax to stop an intergenerational aristocracy from developing. And we make it so that the working class gets a piece of the pie, gets a piece of the profit that their labor makes possible. Because you better believe that Netflix CEO didn't do it himself. And how many people did he have to downsize or outsource so he could funnel more money into his own pockets and the, inflate his stock prices? Is that what makes the world go round? Is this why? We're all here to make the rich richer? That's what they want us to think. How much longer are we going to take it, though? I keep asking that question. I don't know. Uh, am, am I the only one that's had enough? It never stops. But here we are. I'm telling you, I... I don't know. Uh, it's just frustrating, because... Meh, whatever. I'm not going to keep repeating myself, saying how fucking frustrating it is. Because I really do, in my mind, I think, what's the point? Why do I do the show? Why do I keep trying? I don't know. It seems futile. I guess I'm just in that bad place. I'm one of those unhappy Americans. And I wonder... I wonder if I'd be happier if I was somewhere else. You know? Anyway. It's not just about a couple of bad apples on the police force. And that's why I ask for support. I ask for your patronage. I ask to, you know, spread the show around. I am under the belief... I don't think I'm wrong, that if we don't have a media, if we don't have a real liberal media, we don't have a chance in hell of fixing this thing, of getting it back, of getting the country back, of wresting it from the hands of the elites. They're going to do it to us again. Imagine how pissed off I'm going to be when they, when they are successful in... In, in convincing the American people that, oh, yeah, we really do, that's all you need is some police reform, some nominal police reform. Catch me then. Catch me on the downside of that, on the flip side. So imagine how, how fucking inflamed and furious I will be then. I don't know if I, I, I mean, really. I really don't know if I'll be able to handle it. <sighs> For real. Yes, this is the cool kids chat room. 
Thank you, Patricia. At the, at the YouTube channel, at the RDT Daily YouTube channel, on it's uh, youtube.com slash C for channel slash RDT Daily Media. Or you can just Google Tarabuster YouTube. It'll come up. And so they keep talking about the bad apples on the police force. But here, uh, you know, as I, I was on Ron Placone's show earlier, and we were talking about, what are you talking about, bad apples? This is the other thing. They try to make it like, oh, it's just a few bad apples. It's almost like the flip side of how they try to excuse or pro- keep the broken system going by a few um, tokens that make it out they make it they climb the ladder they are lifted out of poverty they're lifted they get the trickle a little bit is trickled on them and they leave their their uh hopeless existence behind with the rest of us so it's really that's how they do it you know it's like oh look hey hey well he made it what's your problem look this one had a NAACP college he made it well, and I've been talking about Frank Serpico. He's still alive. He's in his 80s now. But in 2010, he was interviewed again um, by the New York Times. And now, if you don't know who Serpico is, he Frank Serpico, he was, there's a movie. They made a movie called Serpico about him. He came forward exposing the corruption of the police force. And so what I asking this is in, in new york police force and it was a corrupt organization from top to bottom the entire police force well pretty much if there were just a couple of bad apples then why was it that frank serpico decades later is still considered a pariah to the police community if if they 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 were they were committing crimes outright crimes they tried to kill this man for blowing the whistle on the crimes that were going on in NYPD and why is he treated like a pariah now to this day so there was an article in the new york times i'll just read a little bit of it and let me see. He's he he has he's led an interesting life. He actually he left the police force, but he built his own home near the Hudson River. He kind of just lives off the grid in a way. So he writes, uh, it's ultimately a story of healing. He wandered in Europe across North America. He said, I wanted to find my life. I had gone through a near-death experience, and that gives you an insight into how fleeting life is and what's important. And honestly, that's what I think we talk about on this show, too. That's why I ask, what is the meaning of life? I ask everyone to get pissed off and understand that life is fleeting. We, so is health. We will die, all of us. This blip in time will pass. And what's the point? To make the rich richer? And if we had to wake up finally after a lifetime of being ridden to the bank like a borrowed mule by these fuckers, 
maybe we get get the hell up and fight and continue to fight so those coming up behind us have a better life. So he's apparently I don't know this was 10 years ago he said he wants to write a book about the the experiences and let's see so it says Michael Bosack a 27 year veteran of the police department who has served as an informal historian since retiring in 1995 said that for a time, he kept in touch with Mr. Serpico by email and that his messages tended to be long diatribes on various topics seemingly unaffected by the passage of decades. The NYPD is a thousand times more honest than it was 40 years ago, Mr. Bosak said. I think he's still got a lot of pain going through what he went through. And they tried to kill him. That's what he went through when he blew the whistle on them. So... Indeed, Mr. Serpico still brims with bitterness that he was made a third-grade detective rather than the top tier, and that was his thanks for blowing the whistle. And they never had a ceremony for him, for me. He writes, "He was, it was an honorary promotion. They handed me over, uh, they handed it to me um, like a pack of cigarettes." <laughs> so, anyway. This guy almost died for to make the NYPD better. And he to this day, he says wherever he goes, he's greeted uh, cops either. Some cops curse him out. He still gets emails from cops that say, fuck you or call him a rat. Using the language of the mafia and other cops go to him and say, I need your help. I got a story for you. I am in the same situation. So where are all these bad apples, though? You know what I mean? If there is just a couple of bad apples, why are all the good apples protecting the bad apples? You would think all the good apples would... They would get. They would want to get rid of the bad apples. I don't know. Stephen Lee, another super chat? Why? What's going on? <laughs> like I'm questioning it? I'm thanking you, but I'm also, you know, some do many, uh, some, I don't know. Some are heavy lifters here. All right. What time is it? I didn't want to do another three-hour show because I'm I'm in a very bad. I have to be honest. I'm not in a good place. In my in my own personal, my own personal apocalypse in my mind. I'm really not, and it's not just. I guess it's all. I guess I mean this is therapy, I suppose. But I am. Um, I it's up and down. I feel. I I'm not kidding though. I feel like about approximately every 15 minutes i feel like giving up and getting the fuck out of here i'm not i'm not kidding so um yeah i don't know it's not easy and doing the show helps but then it also doesn't help you know it helps because i enjoy seeing you guys 
and then I feel like, okay, we're in this together. But it also doesn't help because it is also a, fr a source of frustration in my life. You know what I mean? Like, it is frustrating to try to build a show and constantly get uh, roadblocks. So, it happens. And it's just it's just another source of frustration. And so I wonder. I'm only sharing it out loud because I figured, why not? Why why beat around the bush? Because because I do wonder, should I not do the show? You know what I mean? Is it is it good? Is it healthy? Should I focus on something else? Should I concentrate on myself and say fuck it and tune everything out? But I've never been like that. I'd probably not be happy then, too. I guess I'm not happy because it's just this country. I I really do think that if I was in another country, I would be looking at this country with, uh, you know, with shock. And I would be thanking my lucky stars that I wasn't there. It's frustrating. There's there's so many frustrating things. Living in a country awash with propaganda and trying. You know, this being the little tiny blip. The tiniest of blips in in the in the world here. In the media landscape. Trying to go up against the big guys. And yeah. It's just frustrating. Also, reaching out to other liberals, help asking. I told you, I mean, I've been telling you stories. Some liberals aren't that liberal. And not just because they don't help me or help the show. I just know that they're not. I know them. I know personally that they do not hold liberal views. Knowing that that's out there. It's fucking frustrating. And so, anyway. And then I, I'm getting, you know, nobody's getting younger. So I think, what am I doing? I should spend my nights doing something else. Riding my bike. Or volunteering at the local uh, animal shelter. Doing something. Instead of screaming about Republicans and into a void where nothing fucking changes. Maybe. Uh, it's just not changing fast enough. It's like, I guess it's also, as far as the show is concerned, is that it's not happening fast enough for my liking. It's not that I've been doing this over... This ain't no overnight thing. I've been doing this... I've been, Well, how long have I been doing the show? It's been over a year and more. Of course, I wish I had done it sooner because maybe we'd have a larger audience at this point. But I don't know. I don't know. I have no answers. Thank you, Covert White Rabbit, for your super chat. Hang in there, baby. We're all in this together. We love you and are here to the bitter end. Thank you. <sighs> See, that's why I do the show. Because as bad as I feel, 
I know that I'm not alone. Anyway. Here's another article. And then we will call it a night. So I can get to bed early tonight. Not only are Americans unhappiest they've ever been in 50 years. It's not just about the pandemic. Optimism about children's future. This is sad. This is what makes me sad, too. It's like, what the fuck? A new NORC poll finds that about one in four, I mean, sorry, four in ten Americans expect their children to have a better standard of living than they do, the lowest share since the question was first asked in 1994. Not even the majority. Compared with surveys conducted after President Kennedy's assassination in 1963, And after the September 11th attacks, Americans are less likely to report sometimes the types of emotional and psychological stress reactions following the COVID-19 outbreak. Fewer reported smoking, fewer, wait, sorry, fewer report smoking more than usual, crying or feeling dazed than after the two tragedies, though more report having lost their temper and wanting to get drunk. Now, this is the byproduct of the fucking Republican, sick-ass, goddamn, drinking-your-liberal-tears society that we live in that sucks and has to stop. These pigs. I don't want to insult pigs, though. I apologize to pigs because pigs are good. Republicans are not. That's why. They don't want to... It's... This fake ass machismo or this fake ass strength. You know, Twitler is the weakest, and so are his Republican lickspittles. They are the weakest little bitches on earth. All of them. So over concerned about how they look, how strong they feel. I mean, we read the other day on the last show how Ted Cruz challenged the, uh, whatever is that, Ron Perlman. Say, oh, you wouldn't last five minutes in the ring with Jim Jordan. He'd pin you and, like, shut the fuck up. That's the reason this country is so fucking unhappy. Because that's not normal. It is not normal to behave like that when you're a grown man. And human beings, that that people are more apt to report that they are, they want to get drunk and they want to lose their temper, just shows you how sick we are. Because there's, that's another excuse for feeling sad and depressed. Anger is a more acceptable feeling to have when you're, when you're, un, when you're emotionally unstable and unaware and, un, uh, you know, and, and not, but I said that already, not mature. Emotionally stunted those who have a little bit of grasp on their own psychology understand that anger is well depression is anger turned inward and anger really is sadness it's just easier 
It takes courage to be sad than to say, I don't, I feel sad. And these fuckers, they have this country so upside down, twisted in every which way you could, uh, uh, you could possibly twist it. Jesus Christ. Really? That's how sick this country is. They think Republican, they think it's strong. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't feel like crying. I just feel like getting drunk and losing my temper. Which is another way of saying you're broken. You're a broken human being. And yeah, we should get sad. We should be, and I hope we turn that sadness into action. Americans are unhappiest they've been in 50 years. Well, you know what is a good remedy for unhappiness? Getting out in the street and changing shit. Stop being, well, stop being a victim. All of us, stop this learned helplessness and let's get a clue. Nothing happens without a demand. Power never concedes without demand. Netflix is, is not going to pay its taxes until we demand. Until the, lo- the laws change. How did this happen? That the richest among us pay no taxes. How the fuck did that happen? We allowed it. And we bought the bullshit of the Republican Party. And how did they spread that bullshit? They did it through propaganda. They own the means of the message. What It works. I'm telling you, this is why it is vital to support the liberal media. Vital. We don't have a country without it. We will not have a future, a future without it. It's the truth. I'm not kidding. Am I wrong here? This is why I'm like, I know I'm not wrong. I know I'm not. And it doesn't seem, it's not that easy. I mean, it's not, it's simple, but not easy. (laughs) It's, uh, anyway, it's coming from all sides because, you know, when you have, I don't know, then you have the other side that wants to get back to brunch. They drive me fucking crazy too, so. Well, let's see. About twice as many Americans report being lonely today than in 2018, not surprisingly, given the lockdowns that tried to contain the spread of the virus, but there's also been a a deep drop in satisfaction with social activities and relationships compared with 2018. Americans are also about twice as likely to say they sometimes or often feel a lack of companionship and and feel left out. Well, when you have a bunch of emotional cripples running this entire country funneling more money into the hands of a few and leaving the rest of us behind, what are you supposed to feel? Oh, boy. 
human beings, let's say Barney, who was looking for work, said that things have improved far from those early dark days of the pandemic. He's still job hunting, but has little savings. He says he's trying to kayak more and center himself. So he'll be better prepared to deal with future events. Reimagining happiness is almost hardwired into Americans' DNA, said Sonia Lubarinsky, a psychology professor at the University of California. Human beings are remarkably resilient. There's lots of evidence that we adapt to everything. We move forward. Well, that's my fear, that we're adapting to the upward immobility, to the to adapting to thinking that it's patriotic to say, oh, I got my health care. Fuck off, 85 million Americans. Go die. That's part of the problem. That is the problem. I'm sorry. It is the problem. The stupidity, the selfishness, that's the problem. People feel lonely. Americans are isolated and lonely because they are alone. Everyone's hanging by their own thread. Hoping and praying that for one one day, one more day of reprieve, while they while the, such corruption, such goddamn selfishness goes on and on, and and they get away with it consistently. Why? What? Why? Uh, uh, they get to drink our tears. They're gonna. The Republicans are gonna drink our liberal tears. Anybody who fucking says that. Oh, first of all, this is what I want to do. Part of what I'm trying to do with the show too is to change the paradigm. You want to drink liberal tears? That's your motivation. Then you're not a patriot. You are a disgrace to this country. So don't give me your bullshit about salute the flag or fucking uh, kneeling. You know, it's fine to kneel on someone's neck, but not during the national anthem. Don't give me your shit about how you love America. If you think drinking liberal tears is something that is a motivating factor in your life. Anybody who wants to drink the tears of their fellow Americans is a fucking traitor. They hate this country because you can't be a patriot while hating your fellow Americans. Sorry. That's why everybody in, nobody out, leaving no one behind. This, This is the remedy. A country. Why do you think they're so happy in New Zealand, in the Scandinavian countries? They're looking at us like, what the fuck, huh? You know why? Oh, you know, I don't want to hear, of course, Joe Joe Scarborough and all that. They're like, oh, we're driven here. We uh, we invent things. We're we're motivated. Um, bullshit. We're driven. Yeah, we're like borrowed mules. But he's only saying that from the luxury of the ivory tower. Remember. Yet again, the happiest country on earth. Ten happiest countries in the world. Number one, Finland. For the third year in a row, Finland is number one. This is 2020. 
when it comes to happiness. The country consisted consistently ranks among the top education systems in the world. Yeah, they don't have a system that funds the education uh, through property taxes. They have decent schools across the whole country. And, oh, don't give me the shit, they're a small country. We are a rich country. There is no, absolutely no excuse. We have enough money to make fucking billionaires who trickle millions upon us when feeling like they have to stave off the revolution. But we don't have enough money to make a functioning society that works for all? Bullshit. We just don't have the will. And it's not just because, oh, Meghan McCain, she's so upset that we are unhappy. Well, look in the mirror, Megan. You made us like this. You advocated for policies that leave people behind again and again, thinking while wrapping yourself in patriotism. How dare you? Pictures of the founding fathers on your wall? You're a fucking joke. If you mean the founding, the hypocrisy of the founding fathers, okay. Then I got you. I get your point. But don't think you're such a great patriot because you hide your selfishness, your inability to see the forest through the trees unless you're looking in a mirror uh, behind some fucking fake-ass patriotism. Anybody who says, I can't pay, uh, that you, you know, uh, anybody who says, first of all, she sa- she knows, oh, I like, I'm watching the royal wedding, but yet I have pictures of the founding fathers on my on my wall, and here I am looking at the monarchy. It's not about the monarchy. Yeah, it's about the intergenerational aristocracy. But you're talking about, my, um, I'm a patriot, but you want your intergenerational aristocracy as long as it's you? She inherited her daddy's trust fund tax-free thanks to the, to the GOP tax scam. That's a fucking intergenerational aristocracy like the founders rebelled against, Megan. Like the ones in the, the monarchy, the royal wedding you're watching. They rebelled against that shit. Born into wealth, inheriting wealth, inheriting land and titles. That's why the rich have to pay their fair share. And that includes, it's not just about being fair, it's about saving this country. It's about having a functioning democracy that works for all. That's why you want to tax the rich at a high marginal tax rate so they don't develop the kind of wealth that swallows the system. Everybody used to understand that. Now it's like, oh boy, look at this. Netflix pays no taxes, but oh, they gave a hundred million dollars to a college fund. Thank you, my lord. And we're all, uh, we're so appreciative, my lord, when the corporate media should be sounding the alarm. They should be calling the goddamn Minutemen to their post saying, hello, the rich are yet again doing it what they always do. They're trying to buy this government. Oh, sorry, not trying. They have done it. They have succeeded. 
Jesus Christ. Number two on the happiest countries on earth, Denmark. Denmark remained in the top two spots for years. The countries, uh, the country rates near the top and all metrics, life expectancy, social support, and generosity among them. It's also a country usually committed to renewable energy. As a coastline, you could spend a lifetime exploring. The country's happiness certainly comes in part from a respect for the planet it's built on. But a recent study from Copenhagen Happiness Research Institute, let's see, whose existence is probably reason enough for top spot, narrows down Denmark's happiness to a number of different categories, including trust in the government, economic security, freedom, civil participation, and work-life balance. Now, there you go, yet again. And trust in the government? You see what the Republicans have done to us while the rich have bought our government. They turned the American people against their government. Government isn't the problem. It's the solution. Government... Uh, the uh, Well, what about Bill Clinton? The age of big government is over. Uh, oh, turning the American people against the government that the founders rebelled to, uh, to entrust to us. That Americans for our, you know, for our history have died to entrust to us, to protect, supposedly. How do you do that? How do you have a functioning society when they, the people who pretend to represent you, have turned our fellow Americans against the government. That we're supposed to vote our politics. I mean, everything is so fucked up. Yeah, we have to... Trust in the government means trust in each other because we are the government, supposedly, if it was functioning. That's why we have to get it back. That's why I do the show. I'm sorry. I guess. I'm trying to talk myself into it. Maybe it'll be something one day. Maybe. I mean, my goal is hopefully to do the show on a daily basis because that's what is required. But then I think, well, maybe they don't want the fucking, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. If it was, re if the people, if the show was important, it would have more supporters that's what i'm trying to say but it's nothing it's just a little dinky fucking drop in the ocean so <sighs> maybe it's not important what do i know i'm just me i'm just one dumb bitch one dumb dyke <laughs> with a couple of cats i don't know and, uh, I don't know, I'm just, uh, some dumb bitch in the gig economy, couple of cats, former early adopter of the opioid epi epidemic, recovering alcoholic addict, and, uh, who served in the National Guard, I don't know. What do I know? 
I have a master's degree in communications. What the hell do I know? <laughs> it's okay. I'm a covert white rabbit. It says, beat you in the cat department. I'm one cat away from the being the crazy cat lady. That's fine. There is crazy cat lady. I always say, crazy cat lady is... I mean... There, there's worse things you can be. I just like animals. If I had a big farm or something, I would... That would be nice. So I can rescue a bunch of animals. I would have a farm. I would have a like a feral cat community. All cats are welcome. <laughs> of course, they'd have to be TNR'd. And nice, nice animal rescue. Maybe I should do that. That'll be that'll make me happier. Shut out the world and help animals. Because people are just so fucked up. These animals, they teach you so much. They're my greatest teachers, really. They teach you about everything. Well, they also teach me. I don't want to get weepy, but <clears throat> they teach you about how everything is temporary. That's one of the hardest things about animals. I love all my animals, but I've had... I miss them all. All the animals I've had to put to sleep or who have died in my life. I love them all. And it's always too soon, no matter what. But they... Then I think again how they teach the temporary uh, nature of life and how everything, everything that we have is on loan. Everything is temporary. So, so is, so is this, so is, so am I, so are you. That's why it baffles me so much how people are so fucking mean and selfish and ignorant. How much money do you need? How much money does Jeff Bezos need? How And guess what, too? We have a say in that. Because we live together. We're in this together. This entire civilization. If one person is... The fact that one person is a billionaire sucking up all the resources... And the wealth, if, if, is that the, I mean, f in the, for the sake of one fucking person, one rich person, we're going to let that continue? We're not saying that he has to be less rich. He could be rich. He doesn't, there is no need for a billionaire. Bottom line. Aw, Steven, why are you going nuts with the super chats? Making sure Tara Jr. has some tuna. I will give him some in your name after the show. I actually have some tuna flakes. They love the flakes. It's You can get it at a Japanese... Uh, a friend of mine who's Japanese brings it for the cat. He loves it. Oh, my God. It's like crack. Little, like, bonito flakes, they're called, or something. But I will give him some after the show and say, This is from Steven. Thank you, Steven. I wish I had a thousand more of you. We would we would be fine. We would have no more worries. We would do the show every day. And then I wouldn't be sitting here going, 
having an existential crisis every fucking night. Saying, is this worth it? What should I do? Should I continue? You know what I mean? I'm not kidding. It's just what goes on. Because I'm like, maybe nobody likes, maybe it's not, maybe I should focus somewhere else and I'd be happier and maybe, maybe the show sucks. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not kidding. I say that to myself. Like, nobody likes the show. I reach out to... (laughs) I'm whining now. I sound like Megan McCain. But she has a show that was already, that was like made to order for her. Why does she have a fucking show? Who's listening? Oh my God, please. Sorry. Now the show is going off the rails. Switzerland, number three. Switzerland moved up three spots this year. Is a country where everything is voted on from how many vacation days workers should have to how many immigrants should be allowed into the country and referendums down to the local level happen many times a year. This system of direct democracy means that the Swiss feel an unparalleled sense of participation in their country's evolution, from landmark decisions on human rights to whether a new traffic light should be installed in their neighborhood. The Swiss are known to be insular, and it can be off-putting to first-time visitors, but there's a strong social fabric held together by a belief that every voice matters, which can go a long way toward feeling content. Number four, Iceland. Iceland ranks high in terms of the proportion of respondents who say they felt like they had a fellow citizen to count on when going gets tough. This perhaps became the most obvious in the wake of the post-2007 financial collapse and subsequent revitalization. You think that... The perpetual flood of an American of American tourists might have dealt a blow to the residents' happiness. It's got to be a little harder to get that dinner reservation, after all. But when it comes to well-being, the Icelanders are unfazed. Perhaps it's something to do with the fact that they can always escape to a city or a countryside that looks like another planet. Blah blah blah. Number five, Norway. Norway has been dropping in the ranks since 2017 when it held the top spot, and this year it comes in fifth. But there's not too much to complain about. The mix of well-integrated government welfare system and a thriving economy built on responsible management of its natural resources, good riddance, fossil fuel-powered cars, means that very few are left behind. What, what is the theme here? It's like they've been listening to this show. It really is. We've been giving these prescriptions. Leave no one behind. It's a remedy. Money out of politics, leave no one behind. That's your Democratic Party platform. Period, end of sentence. You want to boil it down? Money out of politics. And leave no one behind. Okay, what does that mean? Nobody without health care. Nobody without uh, living wages. Nobody without a home. Food. Retirement security. Decent middle class life. Dignity. Democracy. Decency. Everybody in. Nobody out. God, it's not that hard. Don't give me this fucking shit about um, police reform or whatever. 
We have a lot of problems in this country, but fixing it that way, that's the start. That's how you fix it. You don't fix the symptoms. You fix the disease. Shit. I only will hope I live to see it, but maybe not. <sighs> Number six, the Netherlands. The biggest stat from the Netherlands this year that happiness levels have barely changed. Between 2015 and 2019, in the Netherlands, it turns out happiness starts young. A 2013 report rated Dutch children are the happiest in the world. Isn't that nice? Children are happy. Shit, not here. Based on a number of metrics related to educational well-being, safety, and health. Vincent van Gogh was the exception, not the rule. Ha ha ha. Number seven, Sweden. Sweden remains in the seventh spot, a high GDP per capita, which shares with many of its Nordic neighbors. It is not the sole reason and emphasis on social equality that is built into the education system, starting in kindergarten. 16 months of paid family leave that can be split between a couple after a new child is welcomed into the family. And a free daycare also makes Sweden the best country for women according to a separate study. Basically, an emphasis on work-life balance leads to a happier populace. Oh, God. New Zealand, number eight. Sure to fuel an already burning rivalry, New Zealand beat its neighbor Australia, who didn't even make the top ten. Condé Nast traveler readers say year after year that Kiwis are warm and welcoming, but according to the UN... A lot of that comes from satisfaction, not only when they are out and about, but also in the workplace. We would guess the country's vast natural wealth, its beaches, vineyards, and mountains, plays a role. Number nine, Austria. Austria made the cut this year with high scores in life expectancy and GDP per capita. Remember when we mentioned that taking a bike ride might help with happiness? Well, consider this. Biking is one of the favorite ways to get around Austria. And number 10, Luxembourg. Luxembourg made quite the upward leap from 14th to 10th, bumping top 10 darlings Canada and Australia down a few pegs. With the population under 600,000, the small country offers high salaries and a large and a sm and a strong social security system to help its citizens after retirement. But you jump to the conclusion that money is actually buying happiness in Luxembourg. There's many other perks that have nothing to do with cash, including a great social health care system and excellent work-life balance. M probably due to a mandatory five weeks vacation time. I mean, it makes you fucking weep. At least it makes me weep. When I read this, I want to cry. I really do. Maybe I should go, because I'm going to go cry now. All right, guys. Thank you for hanging out. hope I didn't bring you down. Maybe we'll have another show this week. Maybe I'll be in a better mood. Maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. Australia, are you listening? Ireland, are you listening? Are you listening? Sweden, Denmark, Finland, are you listening? 
Iceland, Norway, Netherlands, Luxembourg, are you listening? Austria, get me the fuck out of here. I don't know, whatever. Maybe I was born, I was, uh, you know, I practice Buddhism. I do, I practice, I used to practice Zen, I practice Nichiren Buddhism now. I really love my Buddhist practice. I practice with a really great community of people. And one of the Buddhist, I guess, teachings or ways of thinking is that we pick our lifetimes. Yeah, of course, uh, more will be revealed. I have no idea. I'll let you know when I'm dead. Who knows? But you pick your circumstances. And I guess I picked it. I picked living in the United States of serfs and lords. So I picked it, knowing my, you know, who I was, my soul, my heart, my fighting spirit. Well, I hope I have a fighting spirit. Sometimes I have a giving up spirit. I don't know. I don't give up easy. I just talk about, I just, you know what? I have a broken brain, so my brain is talking a lot of shit lately so anyway I guess I picked it because it was a challenge and maybe I can do some good I don't know this is all we can try I people say someone said to me recently it happens all the time they say you should run for office why don't you run for office even in random I'm talking to random acquaintances you should run for office I I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. Other people run for office. This is what I want to do. Like, this is how I can make a contribution. Some people, um, everyone has their role to play. Not just running for office. The media is equally important. I am telling you. You know that. Everybody who ever seized power illegitimately knew that. We're not trying to get illegitimate power. We're trying to have a country work for all. You can't do it without owning the message or at least having a, a large part of it. Uh, uh, this has What we talk about on this show has to become second nature. It has to be the definition of patriotism. When you say patriot, you don't th see in your mind a Trump and Z surrounded by a bunch of ugly fashion abortions created out of the flag. No, you think of somebody who is, uh, is somebody that leaves no one behind, that understands that we're in this together. Everybody in, nobody out. Someone who cares about their fellow countrymen. That's what it means to be a patriot. And this is why we have to reclaim the mantle of patriotism and get the word out in the public consciousness how we fix this country. Everybody in, nobody out. That's the only way. And that, that is the only American way. It's a patriotic imperative. Not just a nice thing to do. 
All right, guys, my name is Tara Devil, and thank you for hanging out. And really, thank you for all your super chats and your encouragement and for being hanging out with me all the time. Good, bad, and indifferent. Thank you, Patricia, for your super chat. I just saw. Thank you, Stephen, your multiple super chats. Jeez. Thank you, Covert White Rabbit. I will. I will, I will, Stephen, I will give Tara Jr. Jr. some, you know, some Benito Flakes. And I'll give Francis some, too. Can't leave him out. You guys are great. And hopefully somebody will see Greg and ask, hopefully he's fine. And maybe I'll see you guys later. All right. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you all for hanging out. Please share the show with your friends. If you can, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin and share our clips. If you're on other liberal talk show chats, ask them if they've heard of this show and, you know, they might, they just might like it. We need to grow this community and I cannot do it alone. So thank you. My name is Tara Devlin. Like I always say, we stick together, we win. I will see you very soon.